Hey there, podcast listener. Steven here from the podcast you're currently listening to. You ever heard a podcast and think, I can do that? Well, maybe you can, or maybe you can't, or maybe I can help you get started with it. Hosting is the most expensive cost you'll have in a podcast, and that's why Anchor by Spotify is the easiest way to make a podcast. Really, they have everything you need all in one place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. With Anchor's hosting, you can distribute your podcast to other listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and a whole lot more. And if you think you can do a better job than I, record a podcast right now. There's very low risk involved. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. did it oh, shit it's my sound check pimp what's up testing so yeah it i started playing um elder scrolls online again and um it's pretty fun the thing i like about it is it's you haven't played that game in a while have you no the thing i i, I like because i was i was thinking about playing wow again because a couple of my friends play wow i downloaded played 15 minutes and said not nah, i remember why i don't like this game anymore <laughs> um and then so i deleted that and i was like but i kind of had the mmo itch and i was like well i bought elder scroll so i can technically play it because it's not a they don't ha- they have a monthly but you don't have to pay it and um i was like well let me check it out again whatever and i just i just really started digging it like it's um it's like an action RPG, so you're not just mashing buttons. You're actually moving around. And then the crafting is more important, and that's always one of my favorite things about MMOs is, like, making things and stuff, and fucking WoW basically destroyed their crafting system. So it's completely useless. Um, so, yeah, I've been I've been messing around in that, having a good time, and um, I just bought a gr- – well – should we intro ourselves and then I'll just say this? No, you can just say it right now. Ah, fuck it. Yeah. I just purchased a new graphics card, 2070 Super. <laughs> okay. Um, it's not here yet. But um, I'm like, cool. So now I can play Modern Warfare because all my friends play Mo- Modern Warfare other than Steve because he's a, he's a punk ass. So he don't play it. Um, I'm just playing. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I play more uh, sophisticated games like Dynasty Warriors. or That's uh, right. That's right. <laughs> Or, or um, N64 Mario Kart. Right. <laughs> Which is the, that's the upper crust kind of kind of game. <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, so now I can play pretty much every game that's ever been made, really. <laughs> um, and I'm excited about that. Uh, I mean, we, we out here. I, I, I haven't got my stimulus check yet, but I got my refund from fucking <laughs> them jacking me on my student loans. So. <laughs> Fucking goddamn government. 
can't trust them for shit, man. Can't trust them for shit. Oh, they're here to take our guns. That's what they're gonna do. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the next step. That's always you take your money for student loans, then it's your guns. It's like that's the that's the order. Right. That's the pecking order. For I this. mean, I don't I don't own one, but <laughs> but if, if I, I did, did, yeah, exactly. They, they take it. It's like those people that are like, I don't want this to happen. Oh, do you want to? No, but but this prevent. But if I did, you know, this this it's like okay, we get it now. Can you shut the fuck up? I'd appreciate that. <laughs> All right. Welcome, everybody, to the Lazy Geeks, a weekly podcast that takes an unfiltered look at geek and pop culture and it removes all the clickbait clutter. Uh, we're thinking so you don't have to. I'm Stephen Vargas. I'm Adam Riley. Oh, man. It's, uh, oh, by the way, um, th- 10 episodes ago, I actually forgot, but that was during our whole, you know, inconsistent, you know, podcasting stuff that we had a couple, you know, about two months ago. Uh, we missed our 350th episode. Oh. Yeah. So our legacy number right now, this week, is 360. So I thought I'd, I'd throw that out there. Um, Mazel tov. Well, yeah, exactly. It's like, it's like we, have, <laughs> we have a Christian calendar and a Jewish calendar. <laughs> right. You know. <laughs> this, this I, like like, I think it's, what, the 14th episode? So that's our, that's our Christian calendar. And, right. And our, our, our Jewish calendar is 360. So 360 episodes of this shit. Um but uh, I, I I am going to start legacy numbering these on on our end. So like when we get to like four hundred, I think that'll be kind of cool. Uh, yeah, big ass party. Four hundred. Exactly. You know what Swing we should do dicks. on the four <laughs> the fourth hundred episode? What? Do our top three episodes. Oh shit. <laughs> well, it I would ha- be I have an endeavor to find them. It would but. be. It would be. I have. Um, I mean, if we go with like moments, like if we go with moments. The moment that I my the my favorite moment still to this day is your meth head that was uh, that got uh, that got arrested. It's like the it, first. It's episode. the first episode. I think it was that one and the uh, beauty queen that went all fucking gangster. Yeah, yeah. I think those two. They, I was the- so I was so shocked. <laughs> I was like, "What is wrong with these people?" <laughs> I still remember those episodes like that. That, that was a great those, episode. <laughs> those ones were that was those we came out the gate too strong and then it was just all <laughs> was, downhill from exactly. there. We fucked it up. Exactly. It was just like, <laughs> you know, it's like you start up here and then now we're just like down towards the bottom. We're right. like at, we flattened the curve. Basically, that episode started the flattening of the curve. Um, no, we started at a top of a peak. <laughs> just we Indiana Jones Temple of Doom that bitch on those like right after that. Um <laughs> So, uh, so you know, it, it's been it's been rough here because apparently um, there's no other news aside from COVID. So you know, there's there's not even any fun to watch the news anymore. Um, so, which makes LA hard because this is like the car chase capital. So, like, usually every other night, there's always interrupting the news and saying, "Oh, hey, you know, there's a car chase going on." So, you know, it's going to kill like an hour, maybe, maybe. And uh, so it's been kind of rough. You know, we're not watching, you know, car chases out here anymore because mm-hmm. most people are, you know, not doing shit. But um, I actually found- like, I would love to start a car chase with the police today, but I'm trying to really be serious about the <laughs> yeah. social distancing. And, so. and, and then I have to have a mask on if I'm riding in the car. And it's just, you know, that's just right. a hassle. It's just a big hassle. It is, you know. Um, trying to be responsible or whatever. Right. Uh, it's like I saw a, a thread on um, Reddit. It was, if you could do anything you want, what illegal activity would you do? None, because they'd be legal. 
And then the response was, listen here, asshole. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Stop taking the fun out of everything. <laughs> exactly. Because there's always that guy. Um, but I found a, a car chase channel on YouTube. And uh, it's actually pretty fun. I actually saw two car chases that I did. I only saw the very end of when I, uh, you know, and I was like, oh, cool. I can actually see the whole thing. And it's like an hour. And, you know, so it's, it's, it's pretty. It, I was like, oh, OK, cool. So it allows me to actually get my kind of car chase, you know, thing in there. And it's, sadly enough, most of them are in the San Fernando Valley. <laughs> they start off somewhere, but they always end up here for some reason. I can't figure it's, out it's why. It's like a big it's like a big funnel. <laughs> and it always ends up right there. <laughs> it's like, you know, like John and I will be watching and we're like, going, oh, we just passed the pole. Oh, OK. So he's on. So he's here. OK, we get it now. Right. Um, but yeah, it was funny too because one of them was a, a car chase from Hidden Hills down towards the five. And the the logos on there was Phoenix. I was like, eh. going, seriously, I go, Phoenix, Arizona is showing a car chase in LA. I'm like, how slow was the news day over there? Everybody's <laughs> bored. Dude, I, I, every morning for almost two years, I got into the habit of, because, um, you know, I commute to work and stuff. Right. I would tell my phone to play um play the news and then it would play like a podcast that gave me the morning news and i stopped doing that because i don't want to feel like i'm gonna cry because these (laughs) news like for one i'll give you the news for the next two months covid sucks that's the news (laughs) right um but i was listening to the washington post that's usually the podcast i listen to and he was telling a story about like a child that died of COVID. And I'm like, this is very sad. I'm not trying to make a joke, but I'm like, I don't want to hear this at eight o'clock in the morning. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like I was, I was like, Oh my God, like it fucked me. I don't walk away. Yeah. Like I was like, Holy shit. So I, since then I haven't turned the noose on. I'm scared. <laughs> I don't want to hear it. Well, it's, <laughs> it's, it's funny. Crazy. To, it's funny to me. It's funny that you say that. Cause like to me right now, um, I've kind of, I guess kind of become desensitized to like the COVID shit. And um, I'm just kind of like, whatever, whatever, whatever. And then I go on a video and it's a video of, I don't know, like a video of some, you know, somebody rescuing a a, a dog who like, like the other day was a, um, there was a island in the Philippines that had a volcano eruption and it, it basically leveled the town. And these yeah. guys were just digging out this house and they heard some noise under the floorboard of this house was a dog that um, hid under there and got trapped in there. And it'd been about, I think, 17 days. The dog was uber skinny and they're like working frantically to pull the, the wood off of the floor so they can get the dog out of there. And, you know, they pulled the dog out and they started giving him water and their lunch and all that stuff. And, and like that video made me fucking cry. Like, it was like, <laughs> yeah, uh, who cares about humanity? Yeah. It's and it, the dog that gets you. It, it's, it's just shit like that. Like sometimes I'll see stuff yeah. like that or, or sweet things like, um, this video, I don't know if you guys follow my Twitter feed, you, you'll see some of this, but I had a, um, it was a video of a guy whose mom um, suffers from Alzheimer's, so she can't go out because of the lockdown. And she, her one big thing that she used to like to do was go to the market and his son would take her all the time, but he couldn't take her and she was getting really depressed. So what they did is they actually bought all the shit from her list and then set up a room to make it look like a, a, a store. And they gave her a bag and they went in there and it was his wife was, you know, there and hit um, her uh, her grandson, probably like about eight or nine was, you know, supposedly taking the cash and stuff like that and bagged her groceries. Mm-hmm. And um, she was like, thank you. And he and he says, you have a good day, ma'am. 
And we said, I was like, going, oh my God. And like everybody on there was like, no, I'm not crying, man. You're crying. And they're like, you know, and it was just, it was so sweet. And to see the, like the, her face lit up, it was like, those kind of things are the ones that are getting me. Yeah. Like they're, they're causing me to like feel, feel emotions. Like I'm not totally dead inside. I, um, <laughs> I process emotions differently than Steve does. Like <laughs> I don't cry, but I know when, like, this is a moment that people would cry. Like I'm kind of like, oh, fuck. that's, that's my cry. Like if I watch something and go, ugh. <laughs> That, that's like me crying. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, I can't fucking watch this anymore. You know, but um, yeah, like I do, um, I think there's with the stuff going on lately, there's this general, I don't want to say feeling of dread, but like a feeling of just wariness. Like everybody's just kind of worn out, yeah. you know, of worn out from worrying all the time. Right. And then you have other people that make you worry more because they don't give a fuck, you know? So you're kind of like, ah, and then but, you hear stuff like, uh, murder hornets that came from, uh, from China and that have been found in the, in North America. And you're like, you're looking at it you're like, cause of course <laughs> it's like, like my question is, what did we do to China? Like, do I need to apologize? <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> they keep giving us things we don't want. Did, did something happen here that none of us knew about? Like, what? I the? feel like Trump said something, or I don't know. <laughs> but if I need to, if I need to do something, anything, I, I mean, I'll apologize. To if, the we need to, if we need to suck a dick, then you know, let's just let's just stop this now. You know, right. like I like I figure, you know, when you read the Bible and you read the book of Revelations and, and all the seals that are supposed to be, weren't they supposed to be broken like one at a time over the course of some time? Not like right. all at once. All at once. <laughs> yeah. like, geez. And then I saw on the news like a couple weeks ago that there was some someplace in Africa had a, is having a horrible problem with locusts. I'm like, please oh, don't yeah. do this. <laughs> it's like, like <laughs> it's like 2020. Stop. Stop. Just <laughs> who just, hurt I you? I, w- I really want to go to 2020 and go, who, who, who hurt you? Like, <laughs> like who hurt you? Like, I, 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 I want to like, know. I feel like some, like a Metrodon is going to come from the sky <laughs> and go looking at a scroll going, so you guys thought the world was going to end in 2000, but your calendar <laughs> is a little off. <laughs> like, fuck. See, you're using the new Christian calendar. What we're, we're using is the old Jewish calendar. It's kind of, yeah, right. It's kind of, it's kind of crazy though, because um, if you really think about it, this COVID thing's almost exactly a hundred years after the Spanish flu. It's like every hundred years, we're just going to have this fucking thing happen. <laughs> well, know, I'm like, okay. Uh, yeah. I mean, unless you're Trump who said it was 1917 and, and, uh, that, uh, what was it? It was 1917. And well, you know, the Spanish flu basically brought the end of the world war. Those two things have nothing to do <laughs> with each other. <laughs> Not to mention the, the Spanish flu happened in 1918 and the war ended in 1919. <laughs> you know that's actually what prevented the it's what prevented the third wave from actually being as bad as as it could have been is yeah, the war, the war was ended. over <laughs> douche canoe fucking i don't <laughs> i don't know <laughs> I, I honestly haven't heard anything that trump has said for two solid weeks <laughs> Because I don't, unless Steve, Steve tells me on Twitter or something, because well, I, I just don't care. I, I'm at a point where it's not it's not worth my time. Well, that's It's me. never anything like, that helps me. Yeah, so. and, and the thing is, is that because obviously there's nothing else happening in the world. This is this is solely what it is. Um, I, I just, uh, you know, I, like I'll watch the news maybe in the morning to kind of 
get up to speed. And then after that, it's like I'm streaming whatever or, you know, doing whatever. And I am very rarely watching the news, maybe local news later in the day to see if there's anything happening here. <laughs> and unfortunately, nothing's happening except for today. We had two earthquakes today. Um, in oh, Ch- really? Yeah. Centered in Chatsworth. So, really? yeah. <laughs> Which for those of you that don't live, you know, in the San Fernando Valley, that's like a what, couple miles away from me. That's more that's. That's more that end of time shit because that's the porn <laughs> capital of the world. Trying <laughs> to bring that sin down. So people were, that's where they film all the porn. Yeah. Well, they were asking if it was an aftershock of Northridge, and and Lucy Jones was like, "No, it's too late." They go, "It's, it's been like twenty some odd years." There's no. Right. That's a pretty slow aftershock. <laughs> um, but there were. It was like a three point three at three in the morning, and then three point two at like three in the afternoon. And it was funny because I was at my computer working on something, and all of a sudden I felt my desk like jerk forward, and I like backed up like. Uh, what happened? And my brother was on the toilet at the time. So, you know, <laughs> I was like, was it him or was it like something happening? And then, of right. course, we found out it was something happening. So, you know what's funny? Huh. And I just saw something because I pulled the news up real quick to see if they were saying something about the uh, earthquake. But then I instinctively picked, pulled up <laughs> AZ Central. So, no, they didn't say anything. <laughs> no, they didn't say anything. Um, the, I was always a casual um viewer of basketball okay mm-hmm. but the last couple of years I've, I've been watching it a lot more i don't know why i just like it but i'm I'm irrationally upset now that there's no basketball or baseball like i'm I, i'm irritated about it <laughs> i want to see the suns lose <laughs> <laughs> you know because they keep sending out news like oh yeah they've, they've started to practice and warm up again and i'm like for what like, I guess they got to stay, you know, stay yes. right or whatever. But I'm like, can you play basketball, please? Yeah. <laughs> like, even I, they should, they should just be like, look, <laughs> we're just going to do a pickup game. It With means Golden nothing. And, <laughs> and we're going to air it on TV. That'd be fine. Right. They, people would act like it was the final four, dude. Exactly. They would freak out. Unless it was Golden State, then nobody would care. Well, I mean, because no one's really playing basketball if Golden State's there. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. I hope Golden State does better next season so we can end this. I feel bad sometimes, but it's true. You know, we're just giving you the news. Hey, so so let everybody know about your your scam email that you got this week. Oh, my God. So... Oh my god. <laughs> and I didn't for the record, I did not believe this email. I was laughing my ass off. So but it was it was the final straw where I completely closed this email because I've been having um issues with I I think in the be- was it like the beginning of the year? Yeah. I started getting, if anything it was the beginning of the year. It was the beginning yeah, of the year for everybody. I started getting nonstop spam, at least 3 a day. And I could block them all I want, but they were all from random emails, so it just kept coming and coming and coming and it was all on my live um email. And at the time that was my main email, so it was driving me fucking crazy. And finally, I said, I'm done. And I, I said, I'm done because I laughed so hard. It just <laughs> became a ridiculous problem. Um, this email said that they cracked. It was written like it was just a dude talking to me. And it said, yeah, I cracked into your router, which left your phone's web, your phone's cam- forward camera vulnerable, which 
that's not how that works. <laughs> um, and I and he caught me like he said he caught me jerking off and <laughs> videotaping it. So I'm sitting here laughing my ass off. And um, I'm like, first of all, I'm in my house. Why would I be in my bathroom? He said in the bathroom. Why would I be in my bathroom on my phone jerking off? I'd be jerking off on cam. <laughs> I'm like, and then we started joking around. Yeah, because then he then, the then, email, then and he said, like, I got some we better were... shots for you if you're looking for it. <laughs> but I was just like, and it said, of course, send bitcoins or which is funny because I'm a techie dude. I have no fucking idea how to pay people in Bitcoin. <laughs> I don't give a fuck about Bitcoin. Um, so I deleted the email and then that, that led me down the, the, I was looking, I was trying to look at ways to stop spam on the, on the emails and I wasn't running into anything. And then I found out that your mic, Microsoft is kind of cool where you, your Microsoft account isn't your email. It's, it's a separate entity. So you just have to tell them what email you want to associate with it. So I, I told them. I wanted my primary – I told them. I told the account. I want my pr- my primary email to be my iCloud account, my iCloud email. And then once I made that the primary, I completely erased the live, the live email from existence. And my Microsoft account is fine. It still exists. It's just the login's different now. I was like, oh, that's fucking cool. So – I could change it whenever the hell I want. (laughs) Um, It was funny because like Adam came to me, Adam told me about that. And I was like, shit, I get that like once a month. Like (laughs) I always get hit with that. And uh, I was, was, it's like, I know it's always like, yeah. And so much in Bitcoin and like, you know, they're going to, we're going to send it. If we don't, you're going to send it to all your contacts and stuff like that. And uh, I was like, they're like all the contacts to this email. I go, it's only Adam on this email. Like, I'm like, right. and he's seen everything. So it's like, is that a big deal? <laughs> Listen, um, when you have a relationship like ours, <laughs> right? There's no secrets. Um, it's just, I was laughing. So <laughs> I'm not depressed about being home. Like, I'm not, and I'm not. I'm not undermining anyone who might struggle with depression. It's it's a it's a medical issue. You know what I mean? Like I know it's a real thing because I remember back in the day I used to I used to be one of those people that was like you know suck it up and shut the fuck up. But I've learned now and grown <laughs> as a person. But it's not something I wor- It's not something that's an issue for me. I'm a pretty balanced guy nowadays. Um, so I'm not depressed that I'm home. But but my entire life exists right where I am right now. Um, I sit at my desk, all of my hobbies, all of my recreation stuff is here. I work from this desk. I don't have to leave the house unless my wife sends me to the store. And that's usually only on the weekends. So I start to get a little anxious, (laughs) like, you know, I'm always in the same fucking place. So there's been moments where I just act a little manic and that was one of those moments like i I read the email and i laughed when i say i laughed hard i was crying like snot was coming out of my nose i was laughing so fucking hard at like 2 (laughs) a.m this email i got the i got i actually saw i have the i brought up the chat and it was like said they broke into my router and since they could do uh what they were able to break into my iphone camera and record me jerking off ha 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 of course they got my contacts too and if i didn't send them 900 in bitcoin they would send it to everyone on my list and then i replied i get that once a month 
I rep- uh, I replied, jokes on you, I don't have an iPhone. And I go, but they but it got bounced back as undeliverable. And you said, yeah, it's an old one. I just I la- just laughed about it. I'm like, what are you saying? Uh, what you're saying you've done is isn't possible. If I had a camera connected to the router, sure, but the iPhone is going to protect itself, not just uh, not just trust the router. And then uh, <clears throat> then I replied, they changed it up later and said they caught me on webcam, so I paid it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then then you replied for 900 bucks uh you all can enjoy that o face <laughs> but then i kind of felt bad too because you imagine there's like an older person that gets that email and they think that's real right. and they're just sitting there terrified that their their daughter is going to get a video of their fucking o face or something <laughs> right. imagine the sense of dread that person has oh i know yeah you if, know you don't know better, like, if you don't know better if you don't know scams are pieces of shit dude yeah. I, I replied after this, and then of course I kept going with the jokes. I said they should pay me for that privilege. Right. I said if the email if the emails weren't bogus, I would say, uh, "What do you think? Uh, what do you think? Are oh, uh, what makes you think I didn't send them out already?" <laughs> <laughs> my my wife sometimes will get scam emails, of course, because we it, nowadays we all get them. Yeah, sometimes, and she'll she won't believe them but she wants someone else to tell them like to to her i'm the techie person so she wants me to tell her that it's it's not true and every time i ask the same question i go in the email was there any personal information that they said like did they say anything that they shouldn't know and she goes no i was like but they said they've hacked into your account and they're like yeah i'm like that's bullshit then yeah if some if someone is actually going to hold you for ransom for something they're going to go oh and your daughter, such and such, looks real cute today at a recital. Like they're gonna say some crazy shit yeah. to make you go, "Oh, wait a minute, this is a thing now." Yeah, <laughs> you know, this dude didn't even say my name. He <laughs> called me, and he addressed me. He said, "Am Riley twenty nine. Yeah, it's your email address. That's the same I'm thing like, they did with mine. They did, they did with mine. And I was like, "What the fuck? Is that supposed to frighten me, yeah. bro?" You, you just know? took the email, the first part of the email. Like, what are you? What What are we doing here? Oh, but whatever. I, I just thought it was funny. <laughs> um, what do you, I hear you, you got a new toy over there. Yeah. So um, I was, I've been doing these uh, videos and I've been looking and, you know, cause I got a Roku. We have a Roku in like every room in the house now, even rooms that don't have TVs. Um, we, we just have a Roku there. Um, we were, I was looking at channels, you know, I always look to see what, maybe I'm missing a channel or something like that. And a couple of places in name Plex and they were talked about it was a free, you know, um, ad supported, uh, site like, you know, crackle and all them. But, uh, and I heard someone say that it was a media server, you know, and I was like, well, how does that work with them? But I never really bothered to look into it until one video said that, yeah, you can sync your, your media with it and then stream it through Roku. And I was like, Oh, what? <laughs> cause, <laughs> cause right now I'm only, um, when um, I have content, I usually put them on a USB and then run it through my Xbox, which is kind of a pain in the ass. And uh, But then I was like, well, how does this work? So I watched a tutorial, and it was like literally just create an account, uh, and you usually use it on a desktop. You have to leave the, – the downside is you have to leave your desktop on all the time or, or at least when you're going to use it or – um, you can actually use an actual server. Like you can make a, a, you can get a low end server and put all that stuff on there and then have it run through that. Yeah. But you just link it, you just give it access to certain files 
and then it syncs them up and then loads them onto their um, or has them access on their server. So then, and then you just link the account on Roku, or you can do it on Xbox, PlayStation, pretty much everything, including your toaster, um, has the the Plex app. And then you it'll actually bring up your entire library, show it's connected to your computer, and then you can stream it. And we did that yesterday. I I streamed. Uh, um, the hell did I stream? Uh, oh, we were streaming um, Discovery, Star Trek Discovery, because I have that. And we also were streaming um, My Spy, that uh, uh, Dave Bautista movie that came out. I was streaming that. And then I decided, well, they have, they, <laughs> I, I love this movie, Clue. And, mm. uh, and um, they had that on there with ads. The ads were great because there's only like two ads. And one of the ads is for the, the site itself. <laughs> like, like for the movies they or movies or TV shows that they have on there, right. and um and so yeah, it was like a it no problem, no lag, like it didn't buffer at all. It just it did a great spot. It it also gave great quality, and um and it's it's really simple to use. I have like over a hundred movies, almost a hundred movies on there, and like a a handful of TV shows, and and you can also stream you know whatever content that they just signed a deal and um, partnered with Crackle. So now you can watch the stuff from Crackle on there too. Every time I hear about Crackle, I go, "That's still a thing." Yeah, because well, I never use it. I don't really know. Yeah, it's, what it has. I mean, it's basically like any of the other ones. It's like you know any of the other like ad supported content on there. But they have you know TV shows and movies, and um, uh, so I was like, "Oh, they have they have this one on there. Oh, that's cool." And you know TV shows that you know I forgot. There was a show that I used to watch back in the day called The Dead Zone. And it started Anthony Michael Hall. It was based off a Stephen King book. And I remember I stopped seeing it after like season three. And I was like, oh, they have all six seasons on here. Oh, that's cool. I can watch that. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah. So, it's actually really cool. It's so simple to do. It took me literally like maybe 10 minutes. And it usually with movies, it brings up all the artwork. With the TV shows, not so much. So, me being anal retentive as I am, I (laughs) actually downloaded artwork and then uploaded it. And now I have the official artwork for that too. But it's super simple, no lag. Like it was, it was cool. I was telling Adam he should do that too, because if he has content for the kids and all that stuff. And yeah, I've heard, I've heard nothing but good things about Plex. Um, the thing is, is that I'm, I'm usually just using streaming services. But I don't know. It would, it would be nice to have a home server and just have all of like the family photos on there and family videos and, and people could just pull from it yeah. um, and, and kind of get away from uh, using like the online storages all the time. Right. It's nice to have it home cause it's quicker. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And it was like, it's, it's super simple, like no lag. I was watching it and it, all the quality was always really good. Um, so I was really kind of like, oh, cool. This is, oh, this is awesome. So now it saves me from having to have an external drive with all that stuff or having to, re, you know, disconnect it, reconnect it now. And when you add new content, all you do is, you know, you add it to that folder, then you go to the, you go to whatever library you want and then you just hit, uh, rescan and then it just adds all the new stuff to it. Yeah. Yeah. So really, really super simple. I was really happy with it. So it makes it a whole lot easier now. Um, I guess we have to talk about this. <laughs> yeah. So uh, this week it was funny too because like I just came across this and it, it it brought my worst fears to light. So here, my worst fears. I'm not letting my kids die. I'll, I'm just gonna be honest. My superpowers being honest. 
I've extrapolated this out, and I won't have to for a few years since I got food and stuff, but I'm literally looking at my neighbors now and going, I'm ready to hang them up and gut them and skin them and chop them up. You know what? I'm ready. My daughters aren't starving to death. I'll eat my neighbors. See, my superpower is being honest. I'll eat your ass. I will. I'm combat model, optimum self-sufficiency, probably the leader. The point is, is have you thought about that yet? Because I'm somebody that thought I could fix this, and I'm starting to think about having to eat my neighbors. You think I like sizing up my neighbor, how I'm going to haul him up by a chain and chop his ass up? I'll do it. My children aren't going hungry. I will eat your ass. And that's why I want the globalists to know. I will eat your ass first. <laughs> now, obviously, he's not saying actually get dining on some culo. You feel me? But he's he's even if you take that out of the equation, it's fucking disturbing, dude. Like, by no the way, one... if you guys, if you guys don't know this, that was Alex Jones. So, in case oh, you, you should know, if you don't know, you don't know I'm envious of you. <laughs> I know. Like, I fucking hate that I know of this person. This is one of those people that you just don't want to deal with, dude. Like, oh, my God. That voice where, like, you know, I'm a survivalist. I'm a, like, like you, know, you are nothing, dude. Come you, know, on. you know one thing, though? He always talks like he was in the military. Was he in the military? I don't think he ever was, no. He always talks like he was in a mission or something. Yeah. And I feel like he's running his fucking mouth. I've got food that'll last a long time, but my 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 kids aren't going hungry. Didn't you lose your kids? I think he lost his kids in a in a in a Did divorce. Alex because- Jones ever search? Oh, that's a that's a search string. Fucking Bing was like, <laughs> you, you want to search this? People have been searching this. <laughs> we we got you, dude. We know what. Oh, you by want. the way, I do use Bing. I don't want to <laughs> just let it be. You know. Um, I have to. Everything's stopping right now. I need to know <laughs> because there's yeah. nothing in here that says military. Yeah, I didn't think he did. I think it was just a radio. Oh, wait a minute. I thought it was just a radio jock. Oh, no. It just says he. In April 2018, Jones publicly criticized President Trump during a live stream after Trump announced a military strike against Syria. During the stream, Jones also stated that Trump had not called him during the prior six months. Why would he? <laughs> Why would Trump call you? Because they're buddies, you know? They, that's that's what they do. Um, but yeah, it, it's just, I saw this and somebody tweeted and I was like, and of course I took it as like going, oh God, Alex Jones eats ass. Like that's an image I don't need in my head right now, but. Of course he does. You know, it just, <laughs> that whole thing of like, he's like, what the fuck is he even talking about? Like, what are you doing, dude? Like you get the culo, baby. Is he gonna like? I'm gonna eat my neighbors. Like <laughs> what? It's like why? I mean, you know, one of my neighbors has kind of a hot wife. I mean, I'd like to eat that out. But you know, I mean, just aside from that, it's like I'm not looking at my neighbors going. I could get some good meat off of that bone. You know. <laughs> Wait, one of your neighbors has a hot wife? Yeah. Oh, which yeah. one? Uh, the one to the when you're looking across the street, the one to my right. The the yard sale neighbors? No, no, no. The other one. The right. That's the, the Oh, the right. Yeah, the right. The right. I've never seen them before. <laughs> oh, um, I was gonna uh, I saw this the other day was um uh Ruby Rose, who plays Batwoman. She was uh, she was on her Instagram and she's laying out and she's like, Oh, give me that D. No, 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 not the other one. No, the other one. Oh. <laughs> I was like, Wait, aren't you lesbian? Like <laughs> 
But I mean, if you need it, you know. I mean, hey, it's a weird flex, but okay, you know. Right. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, <laughs> I hadn't heard from Alex Jones in a while, and I know because nobody's nobody has him on their platforms anymore. It was like, and I think he, what, didn't we discover he's still behind his paywall or whatever? Yeah. Yeah, so I saw this and I was just like, oh my God, like, it's like, uh, this the rants of a madman. The rants <laughs> of a madman. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't, um, Alex Jones is just an idiot. Like, the reason why, and it's it would be different if he was just dumb. Like, then I'd be like, okay, whatever. But, but I know that he's actively spreading bullshit to get attention so he can make money off of people. Yeah. And that's despicable. Like, he sells fucking – his whole life makes no sense. Like, he sells supplements, but he talks about conspiracies in the government. Like, what is happening? <laughs> like, you're going to eat – you know, one day you're going to be able to, like, eat your neighbor and you're going to be able to survive. But you also need to have my protein packs, which sell for five – for ten – for fifteen ninety nine, And that's what's going to help you get through this while you're eating your neighbor. They're super expensive. <laughs> they're super expensive, too. Oh, yeah. They're, like, they're he sells cheap. things that you can get at Costco for fucking half the price. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> who likes you? Like – Tell me. Oh, I need to know. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, as many of you know, there isn't a whole lot going on in the war um, that would qualify for a discussion topic. So this week, we're going to kind of go back to our roots a little bit, and we're going to discuss a few headlines in the news this week. Mm-hmm. So uh, here's one for you. So HBO Max, which is dropping later this year, or later this month, actually. I keep forgetting that we're in May now. Um, by the way... Yeah, happy- time's pretty much standing still at this point. Right. At this point, the day this is released, uh, I hope you guys had a blast on uh, May the 4th. Uh, May the 4th be with you day, where Disney Plus is going to, for the first time, have all nine Star Wars movies. So yeah. uh, so that's cool. And um, happy Cinco de Mayo. Are they, <laughs> aren't they doing... Um, I, I think I saw that they're going to release... The Skywalker saga, and it's going to be like 4K upscaled and shit. Yeah, that's, yeah. Bro. Yeah, I know. That might be the one to get for <laughs> real. Uh, and also, you can enjoy, or if you can't celebrate on the fourth, you want to go into the fifth, uh, binge watch all uh, all nine Star Wars movies while having tacos and burritos and all that stuff for Cinco de Mayo. So, um, but yeah, anyway, uh, HBO Max is taking a page out of the Disney Plus playbook by offering a sizable discount for early adopters. The streaming service is running a pre-order promotion that drops the price from $15 per month to $12 for the first year if you're either a new subscriber or or returning eligible HBO Now customer. Uh, that's less than Netflix's two uh, standard HD plan for said variety. However, there is a catch. You can't just sign up whenever you intend to get the service. The discount is only available if you sign up through the HBO Max site or otherwise go through Warner Media. And you just can't go through another distributor, which I don't even think other partners have, are offering it yet. Uh, so it's not surprising that HBO would tempt early adopters through the deal. Now, the one cool thing about this deal is that it's 12 bucks a month for the first year and then goes up to 15. But, you know, and some people are kind of like, meh, it's like not worth it. The thing is, is that HBO itself is 15 bucks a month. 
So you're getting HBO for 15 and then you're getting all this other shit. If you actually are subscribed to HBO, you will be upgraded to HBO Max. And what I heard and what I've read is if you sign up now for HBO Max for the $12 a month offer, you will immediately have access to just basic HBO until the service launches later this year. Then you'll you can upgrade to the HBO Max. Mm. So it's kind of like win win. And the more I see this, the more if I'm getting HBO, I might as well get HBO Max. I mean, it's the same fucking price, really. So, yeah. so that's kind of what I was because we're, we're thinking about getting HBO. But I was like, well, shit, we should just get that HBO Max. Um, so but if you already subscribe to HBO, um, you're still going to be you're going to get HBO Max for free. So, you know, there's that. <laughs> yeah, there's that. I mean, right on, you know, so there's been a lot of services that have been. You know, let's be honest, capitalizing on the fact that everybody's home. Right. Um, they give some nice free trials. But like I always say, mark that shit on the calendar. Don't <laughs> don't let them catch you slipping. That's what Ooh, I, my bad. My fucking. <laughs> that's what I did. I mean, I canceled Showtime, Epics and uh, Smithsonian after I got their month trial. Because Smithsonian work. Yeah, I had the Smithsonian channel for a while. I love that channel. I don't, I don't think I've watched that in a long time. I mean, you know, history buff, stuff like that. Like, um, I was watching, like... Do they, do they still actually play history stuff, though? Oh, yeah. Because I used to watch the History Channel religiously until all they talked about was fucking aliens and bullshit. Aliens and... Um, and uh, Mermaids swamp thing, and, and swamp, uh, swamp something, swamp family <laughs> things. You're like, what the yeah. fuck? It was like, like TLC. It was like TLC. Remember the Learning Channel? Yeah. <laughs> that didn't hold on. Remember You remember... A&E? Um, A&E Arts and Entertainment? Yeah, that faded away pretty quick. No, what was the channel before G4? It was all tech. Oh, Tech TV, wasn't it? Yeah, and it had this show called The Screensavers, bro. Oh, dude. <laughs> oh, I remember when TV was worth watching. Yeah. Um. Anyway. <laughs> so back in December, Ryan Reynolds confirmed that Deadpool 3 uh, was currently being developed over at Marvel, uh, describing the process as feeling like the quote-unquote big leagues. Um, but how does the foul mouth and super violent Deadpool fit in with the House of Mouse? Reynolds, while taking up his upcoming film Free Guy, I want to see that movie, dude. That looks funny. Um, with Total Film Magazine, spoke about now feeling like a bit of an outsider with regards to Deadpool 3 and its trajectory at Marvel and Disney. Quote, it's just also new with it being over at Marvel now, he said. And you, you know – Figuring out the ins and outs as much as I can from where I sit. I don't feel like an insider at all, he added. I think once I'm more intimate with it, if we get to make a Deadpool 3, um, if or when we get to make a Deadpool 3, I'll probably have a better perspective on that. But I'm a huge fan of Marvel and how they make movies. So when Disney bought Fox, I only saw that as a good thing. Deadpool hopefully being allowed to play in that sandbox I think is just a win for everyone involved, but we'll certainly see. Um, yeah. So like the thing that worries me is he doesn't know if a Deadpool three is being made, <laughs> but that might be a, a misdirect. It could be because of the fact that, I mean, he is having meetings with Marvel. So that's usually a good thing yeah. that uh, Marvel is. Doing and I don't that. see Marvel missing out on that money. Cause, yeah. cause fucking Deadpool makes money, dude. Oh yeah. And, and I know that at, you know, in the right hands, you know, especially with Marvel, who has a lot more access to the character, he could definitely, you know, 
Deadpool could actually play around in that thing. You know, he could show up in any fucking movie just because because he's yeah. Deadpool. You know, he's fucking Deadpool. Deadpool. You know, um, and at the so he could show up in a Star Wars movie. Like, who fucking cares? Because <laughs> he's dude. Deadpool. Um, yeah. But you know, I'm I'm kind of more like I was really int- intrigued because I also heard, and this was through Patrick Stewart himself, said that Marvel actually talked to talked to Patrick Stewart after the the merger, and um. And was I guess he was kind of insinuating that they were interested in bringing him back as Professor X, but he said that he was kind of he was kind of done at that point. Yeah. And um, same thing with Hugh Jackman. And Hugh Jackman said that he goes, I mean, if this had happened like ten years earlier, he goes, oh, I would have been down. You know, he goes, but now it's kind of like I think we ended it very well, and I think we're kind of good. So it's like, so it's like you know, you're looking at it, you're like, oh, well, at least Marvel's like going, hey, we know the good aspects of these movies, so. You know, because yeah, a- I think Marvel looks at it, it, looks at it from a higher vantage point, and they look at the whole thing and they go, "What was when this was the best?" Right. Let's do that again. Like I, I kind of see Marvel's strategy sometimes as being a very simplistic one. Oh, yeah. Like they don't overlook it, they don't overthink it. Like it's like this, this worked. So why are we not doing this again? Well, it's like it's like, and Marvel's, and the, that's the cool thing that I think Marvel has as opposed to like the DC movies like Marvel and and I mean the DC movies, not TV shows because the TV shows do this as well is Marvel does intend that has the intent to embrace the past, the good stuff of the past. Like in the Spider-Man movie, they brought back fucking um, J Jonah Jameson, you know, and they brought back the guy from the Sam Raimi movies, you know, to play J Jonah Jameson. So it's, it's that kind of thing of like, Oh, he's perfect. We're not above saying like, oh, well, they used him. We can't use him again. They're like, no, we'll fucking use him again if we can get him. Yeah, everyone yeah. loved that version of J. Jonah Jameson. Oh my god, he was Every, great. He's amazing at that role. <laughs> he's he. It was the it was the comic book. Like I looked at, I was like, yeah. that's the comic book J. Jonah Jameson. Like, and I love how they modernized him, where he's like a <laughs> like Jones. online fucking bullshit. He's like an Alex Jones type of guy. Yeah, yeah it's so funny, dude. <laughs> But it fit. <laughs> it does. But I, I can see Disney as trying to go like, okay, so, and working with Ryan Reynolds, I was like, how can we keep this down to what we need to? Because, you know, to be honest, like, and that's where I think the, the um, the uh, what was that, um, that recut sequel, that recut of Deadpool 2 that they made, the Once Upon a Deadpool, where mm-hmm. it was PG-13. I honestly think that was Reynolds and, and them saying, hey, Let's recut this to say that it can play in a in a PG thirteen, so Disney can see that it can work. Yeah, I definitely. totally wouldn't be surprised because you know it doesn't have to be R. And I know there's going to be the fanboys that's like, oh, it's stupid. They're going to bring. It's like no, they know the they know the model. And to be honest, I thought the the recut worked better than the original. I I thought the 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 whole recut with him using, um uh. The kid from uh, The Princess Bride and all that stuff, Fred mm-hmm. Savage. I thought that whole thing worked so much better than the than the original cut of that movie. So I did like that cut better. Yeah, thought it was funny. It was hilarious. It was a hell of a lot more creative, very meta. It yeah. was all worth worth it for that for that joke. He um, <laughs> Savage says, I can't even remember what it is. Oh, you mean the the fox one? Or he's like, oh, you know, he goes, This yeah, isn't a Marvel movie. This is a, Marvel. It's a Fox he's, movie. He's like, this is a this is a Fox movie. He's like. No, but it's it's Marvel. It's done with Marvel. Yeah, but it's like you know, it's like the Beatles versus basically he's low rent. <laughs> he's like he said. I think it was like it's like the Beatles and Nickelback. 
<laughs> it was amazing. It was amazing because Deadpool has a full face mask and you could <laughs> still see the deadpan stare behind it. Like, excuse me. <laughs> it's like it's it's like Nickelback. It's music, but it sucks. <laughs> Right. It's music, but it sucks. That's what got me. <laughs> and you know what was so so fucking great about that? And I hope I don't want them to do it to every movie, but I loved Deadpool and my youngest son wanted to watch it so bad. <laughs> and I kept t- I'm like, I can't let you watch this movie. I'm sorry. And it's mostly because of the the well, the excessive violence, but also um the sexual references and stuff. Right. I'm like, I, I'd be a shit parent. <laughs> <laughs> but then they came out the PG thirteen and I was like, Hey, they're making a PG thirteen version of the movie you wanted to see. And he's like, What? <laughs> so we all watched it as a family. But um and they made fucking – it's like they made money twice off that fucking movie, dude. They're so slick with it. But yeah, um, I know we're, we're, we're over here riding fucking Marvel dick. But if there's one thing I've noticed – because I was very weary when Marvel was starting to buy stuff up. I was like, oh, it's going to be fucking trash. They're going to ruin everything. But they seem to be very focused on preserving um, universes. Man. Like if anything, they improve it. And things that get like like bringing J. Jonah Jameson back in, they they go, OK, this was the best part of that version of it. Why don't we just combine everything yeah. to be the most cohesive version of itself, you know? And um, so, yeah, I'm pretty I'm pretty interested in uh, seeing what happens in the future. <laughs> Me too. All right. So now keep in mind this next story. If this was any other year. Not 2020. This would have been like the main news story of the week. Uh, so on Monday, last Monday to be to be exact, the U- U.S. Department of Defense officially released three videos depicting encounters between Navy pilots and unidentified aerial phenomenon. You know, because they got rid of the unidentified flying objects. Uh, these. Events occurred in 2004 and 2015, but the videos didn't publicly surface until the New York Times included them with a front-page story about the Pentagon's mysterious UFO program in 2017. The Navy previously acknowledged that the videos were authentic, but the Pentagon never authorized them for release. Now it has. Each of the three videos contain footage captured by Navy pilots that show a strange-looking oval zipping through the air and over the ocean. In a video of, from 2015 called Gimbal, a flying object shaped like a tic-tac whips through the clouds before it slows and begins to rotate. The pilot filming the encounter described it over the radio as a fucking drone, bro. <laughs> that was funny. The audio, it was just so like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> Who's flying this thing is what I want to know. It's like, it's a fucking drone, bro. <laughs> um, in another fucking video- Chad was manning the fucking... <laughs> Chad. <laughs> His call sign is Chad. Like that's how yeah. that's how bad it was. Uh, in another video from 2015, referred to as "Go Fast," a small white speck is tracked by a jet's infrared system as it flies low and over the ocean. The oldest video flurry is also from a jet infrared system and shaped and and uh, and shows an oval object rapidly accelerating. Uh, well, what we need to do is, with all this military budget money, can we put some 4K cameras on these fucking jets? Why? why it's it's the same thing. Like when you see like video of like, oh, it's of a uh, of fucking uh, Bigfoot. 
Like, yeah. why is why what happens? Suddenly, there's like no red cameras around. Like everything is always <laughs> grainy and blurry. Like we can't. Like, like my cell phone films better shit than that. This is a this is a jet. It's like it's a fighter pilot who's on this. <laughs> right, my fucking Galaxy J is like piece of shit <laughs> phone real. takes better video than that. It's like what the fuck are we doing here? Like fuck with the missiles. Let's put some let's put some red cameras on there. Let's get some 4G 3D 3D imaging going what on. What do they that. film Avatar in? Like put that shit on there. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? It's a big ass camera hanging off of the jet. <laughs> like the jet has trouble taking off because the camera's so heavy. <laughs> it's for a good cause. Um but yeah, it's kind of weird. He just took off. He's la- he's crashing. He's crashing. He checked. <laughs> the weirdest thing is that the military even released it. Yeah, well, <laughs> I'm just but it's like of stuff that's like already been out, so it's kind of like, you know, re-release. It's like a throwback Monday or something like that. Yeah, that's know? true. <laughs> throwback Thursday, home you put these back up. Felt cute might delete later, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Felt cute might delete later. <laughs> oh shit. Oh man. So <sighs> So, you know, I'm just kidding. Um, There are few indie success stories uh, like that of Kevin Eastman and Peter um, Lard's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And after 30 years, a never before seen story from the original creative duo is getting polished up and released courtesy of IDW. This alternate future five-issue limited series focuses on a currently unknown turtle brother who is seeking justice for his fallen family and friends. Based on the previous pages... It's going to um, be rough. What? It's got to be rough. It has to be. <laughs> Based on the, pr- the preview pages below, this mystery turtle wields all of the original squad's signature weapons. Yes, all of them, bro. <laughs> it looks so dope. <laughs> Um, if you follow, follow the link in the show notes, the artwork is on point. Oh God, um, yeah. it looks. So this is good. this is a serious comic. Like for those, well, let me let me read this and I'll say some. Um, um, quote about ten years ago, I rediscovered a twenty-page outline for a TMNT story that Peter and I wrote together back in 1987 eastman said the story was set 30 years in the future which as written then was set in 2017. The last Ronin in a heartfelt is a heartfelt love poem to all the TMNT universes of the past and offers up an intense look at one possible future firmly based on and adapted from an original 33 year old idea from the original creators. So the comic book, the original comic book, uh, I'm just saying this for people who don't know the original comic book for Teenage Mutant Turtles was a very serious comic book. It was violent. It wasn't, it wasn't the cartoon it wasn't. They kind of kitted it up for the cartoon, which is fine. I like right. both, but this comic is gonna be so fucking. Dope. I was so excited. Um, Steve showed this to me, and I was like, "You mean the original fucking people are like?" Oh, I was going through my attic one day. <laughs> yeah, and I, I know. found this old story. Let's put this out. This is like finding a fucking time capsule, bro. I'm so excited to fucking read this for real. Like, this is gonna be great. Great. Yeah, I saw it and I was like going, oh shit. So I sent it over to Adam and I was like, fuck. Yeah, this is gonna be fucking great, dude. It that is. cover though. I know that that artwork looks fucking insane. Like it has to be rough because I'm can, like going, Can I ask a question though? Mm. Um look at the cover. Issue one, eight ninety nine. Is that how they play in the day? 
Jesus. <laughs> but if it's a if it's a five part, it's probably a bigger comic. It's probably yeah. not like sixteen pages. And it's IDW. With Fifteen Wait, of them being ads. It's one of the yeah I know right. <laughs> that's one of the things I love about IDW is like some of the the shit that they that they release yeah. where it's like on. Oh, I really love IDW. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm I, I saw that I was like, oh shit, that's something I'm gonna have to look at, man. Cause that yeah. looks pretty fucking that looks pretty fucking badass. All right. Well, at this point, we're gonna take a quick break for some alcohol and a quick jerk. Uh, <laughs> so uh, we'll. Uh, <laughs> You know, and if you have access to our routers, you'll be able to see it. Right. You know? <laughs> All right. So uh, we'll go ahead and see you on the other side of the break. All right. Welcome back. So uh, if you if you collect comics, you probably noticed there's been an absence of new issues. <laughs> so uh, it's almost over. The sole distributor mm-hmm. of product for all but the tiniest of American comic companies will reopen for business. Diamond Comic Distributors has announced that it will return to regular business on Wednesday, May 20th, about two months after it shuttered due to the social distancing restrictions. Diamond is an executive, is exclusive distributor, executive, (laughs) exclusive (laughs) distributor, shipping comics from printers to retailers for DC Comics, Marvel, Dark Horse, and Image, among other publishers. At least it was until the spring. During Diamond Shutdown, which began on April 1st, most comic publishers stopped releasing books entirely, whether it be physical or digital, and halted production of upcoming titles. Marvel Comics announced that it would be pausing work on 15-20% to 20% of its books scheduled for release in May and June. DC Comics forged distribution agreements with two of the largest comic book retailer chains and will begin to release a reduced schedule of new issues as of uh, April 29th. Diamond, uh, Diamond's returns return holds the potential of a new stability for the American comic industry in which retailers have faced with new safety measures and a lack of product and artists have faced a dearth of work and networking opportunities. So this was actually going to be one of our topics um, before uh, before I came ill was the idea that comics would st- wouldn't even offer digital content in lieu of physical comics. And it just, to me, just kind of seems like we're going to cut off our nose to spider face. Yeah. You know, cause like, you know, and I understand because there is this like uneasy partnership, you know, between, you know, uh, companies and brick and mortar stores. But it's like, if the brick and mortar stores aren't available, to get their stuff, then people should be able to get it digitally. Yeah, I feel like the customer is the focus. Right. Um, and it, the thing is, it's one of those things like, listen, we're supposed to have a free market, right? Right. I'm sad that the brick and mortar stores aren't a big deal either. Shit, I'm sad that fucking um, I can't go to Hollywood Video and get, go to Game Crazy anymore. Oh. It's all nostalgia. But if the customers are not buying things that way anymore, why – are we forcing it to stay open? Right. I don't understand. I don't understand why it's like, why don't, if that's, if everyone's moving to digital and I fought it for a while, but if everyone's moving to digital, then, and there's no customer base in the physical medium, well then stop doing that and then sell me the fucking digital ones for cheaper. (laughs) Well, my, my thing kind of goes with, with, uh, 
the movie industry. So you have movies that have been that were coming out or work or, or were out, and then the shutdown happens. You're not getting people in the in the theaters. So a lot of the studios decided, hey, let's do POV. Let's just start charging twenty bucks for a movie. People mm-hmm. can go, the families can go ahead and watch it, and we can still make money while they're using the new streaming service, which has been a sticking point between movie theaters and and this, that's I think a perfect analogy because you have movie theaters which don't like the whole streaming option. They don't want movie um, studios to start releasing content day and date digitally and and in theaters because they theaters obviously feel that they're going to uh, miss out on people coming to see movies. The only my only issue is is that while that may be true, the thing is is I think it's to a smaller degree because you're going to have people that are probably going to be like, "Oh, well, they're going to watch an indie movie um di- digitally." Usually cuz going to the movies is usually like, "Hey, you want to go? Hey, let's go to the movies. Let's go check out that movie." Okay, cool. And that's just generally what people do. That is a source of entertainment that people can go to. But so why are we doing this with comics where we're not going to sell either digitally or physically because the comic book stores are closed? It's like, why don't you just sell them digitally? Then when you come back, you can ship all the back issues to to them and people who maybe decided, you know, because people, if people are going to buy physical comics, they're going to wait. Yeah. But at least they have the option to buy physical or digital. Because to me, that's just, it's just, it's silly. It's stupid. You already don't make as much money as you would anyway, so why not sell for two months? Well, also, too, you have a lot of people nowadays that have never bought in physical comic books. They only buy the digital ones. So you can, so they don't understand what's going on. Right. Like, they're like, why, I'm sorry, why can't you sell me a comic book? (laughs) Like, (laughs) they don't get it. It's this weird, it's this weird agreement they have where it's like, well, if we can't sell it this way, then we just can't sell it that way. And like most people kind of look at that and go, that's retarded. Only the most elitist of people that swear by physical comic books are saying, damn right, they shouldn't be able to have it. And I'm like, I get it. I kind of get it from a sense where it's like, well, if you let them just sell digital, then there's going to be like gaps in people's collections or something. But I'm like, I don't care. Yeah. It just seems you're screwing your bigger customer base to appease your older one. And sometimes people need to roll with it, man. Yeah. You know, first of all, collecting comic books is not even a thing anymore. These comics are worth nothing. Yeah. Yeah, because before it was collector's items you collected. And people that collect them now just collect them to have for to fun. Re- to, for, to read yeah. them and to have them, you know. But it's to me, it's just, it's just one of those things of like going, look, just, you know, I know. You have brick and mortar stores that are like, you know, pissy about the whole digital thing. It's like, well, if they're not shipping digital, you know, physically, then you say digitally. And if they have a problem with that, you're like, hey, we got it. We're getting the comics out. We didn't make this decision. Diamond did, you know, so either yeah. you get a different distributor or we're selling them digitally. We got to make money here, you know. And Di- Diamond has yeah. such a fucking um, stranglehold, yeah, a stranglehold on the industry. Anyway, like my uh, my uncle works in the comic book industry, and Diamond is God. If you piss, and it's like you people, the stores and stuff, they have to pay obviously Diamond to do things. If you're late like once, then you don't get a shipment. <laughs> <laughs> like and you're fucked. You know what I mean? So it's like they 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 
have no competition right. whatsoever, except for really tiny, like indie books. But it no one cares about those because they're not big enough. Right. Honestly, I think DC and Marvel just distribute their own comics. I don't know why they go through. Yeah, I don't understand why they're doing Diamond. Why could they just right. you know? But um, FedEx them. <laughs> Marvel will buy Diamond eventually. <laughs> Disney will Marvel's, buy Diamond. Disney will think, buy Diamond. Right. I think Marvel's, Marvel's going to buy my apartment complex in a couple years. <laughs> It'll be you part know. of the MCU. So, you know. Right. <laughs> my door knocker will be a Mickey Mouse head. <laughs> like, this is what they prefer. It's like, where, where do we get these boxes boxes of Mickey ears and goofy uh, slippers? Oh, it's just swag that, from the company. Yeah. So. Oh, Disney bought the bought the complex. So, they gave right. us this and, and a year subscription to Disney Plus. Right. And, um, <laughs> I love him for it, so it's fine. I live next to Scarlett Johansson now. Yeah, that would be dangerous. So, yeah, um, I live so, between I live between Scarlett Johansson and and, um, and uh, Elizabeth Olsen. Oh, good night, dude! <laughs> fucking Jesus! I'm working from home every fucking day. Yeah, I'm not working at all. Um, so Spawn creator Todd McFarlane recently teased the possibility of a new Spawn animated project coming our way soon saying that he had about 90 minutes of sh- of a show ready uh teed up ready to go um the la- also before i even get into this if, if you haven't heard todd mcfarland speak <laughs> it's and i don't hate the guy i don't think he's a piece of shit but he is very confident oh yeah he's a very like, he, he's very he's much like, an alpha male <laughs> Yeah, he's very like I'm taking over this conversation now. <laughs> like it's it's kind of mesmerizing to watch it. Like, and he's not a dick. Like I said, he's not like fuck you or fuck that. He's not talking shit. Right. Everything he says is a fact. But it's just it's amazing how he fucking it's just the the kind of big dick energy we really need. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I appreciate it. Um, the last update we posted on McFarland, and this is from IGN, um, posted on McFarland's attempts to get a Spawn reboot movie or TV series off the ground, came back in December um, when he spoke at Toy Fair 2019 and stated that the reboot movie getting made was not a matter of if, but when. You see? Hmm. Big dick energy. Exactly. And vowed to, make fo- um, to move forward with the project, whether or not a studio attached itself in the process. Quote, I have people with money on the sidelines. He said, God, I love this guy. Um, He's, his dig is basically an arm with, you know, the head he, at the, the, the he, First of all, Todd McFarlane is rich. Okay. He can do whatever the fuck he wants. Um, this past week, while appearing on comicbook.com's um, Talking Soup, which I heard is actually a pretty good uh, show, uh, McFarlane mentioned how close he also was to delivering some sort of spawn centric animated series. Quote, um, actually, years ago, we started a second go-round at Spawn Animation, he ex- explained. Um, and I still have all of all of that work. And it includes all the voice recordings and everything. So I've, I've got about 90 minutes of a show ready, teed up and ready to go. The only thing I need to do is a cell animation. Everything else has been designed. Obviously, we, we need to put some music and sound effects or something. But yeah, I've been sitting on a 90-minute version of it for a long time. I've just been waiting to launch the movie to say, hey, let's tumble this all this all out at the appropriate time. But, yeah, we'll get an animation done to break it down. McFarland's McFarland spawn animated project is most likely done except for the animation. So storyboards and shit are all done is what they're trying to say. Um, And it might roll out around the same time the reboot movie arrives after the film maybe receives 
um, funding from the aforementioned sideline money. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking to comicbook.com last July, McFarland first explained the stalling of the movie. Um, quote, the money's sitting on the sidelines ready to go. I just need to get everyone that wants to put in the money to shake their heads um, to the same script. As you can imagine, everyone has a slightly different version of it in their head. You just go you just go in trying to what? You just go in trying to appease a handful of people while not giving in to what it is that I'm trying to do myself. Because if I have to change it too much, I'll just walk away from it all. Um, the film has apparently cast Oscar winner Jamie Foxx as Al Simmons, which I'm excited about. Um, the human turned the human turned Hellspawn, um, opposite Jeremy Rayner as Detective um, Twitch Wils- Williams, who will help in the fight against evil. Spawn recently arrived in Mortal Kombat 11 uh, with McFarlane as part of his co- collaboration, making it clear that he did not want NetherRealm Studios to hold back. Um, yeah, it's fucking, he's dope in fucking Mortal Kombat, dude. Um, he just looks dope. Spawn is always, Spawn's one of the coolest looking comic book characters. He is, he definitely Like, he just looks foreboding as fuck. You know what I mean? Like, he looks like, if you saw someone like that in the I'm not going to fuck with that dude. Hmm. <laughs> I'm, I'm across the street. <laughs> but I've always liked Spawn. I still uh, like that uh, Spawn fan movie that they made. You remember that one? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Where they, ki- they were trying to trick the kid. Yeah. Yeah, that was fucking dope. Yeah, I haven't seen that dope. one. Yeah, I haven't seen that one. That's a good one to check out. But uh, and the spawn, I have fond memories of the original Spawn movie. Um, it had some pretty good actors in it, and they did a good job for what it was. But it was this was before comic book movies were a big deal, and it was it was done kind of campy. Um, the villain was dumb. I the villain was just stupid, <laughs> and I. And I'm not talking about Violator because he's obviously a villain, but I mean like the human villain, villain was was just retarded. And I think that's what made the movie really fall apart. Um, but uh, was it John Leguizamo? John Leguizamo? Yeah. Yeah, he was fucking badass. It's Violated, <laughs> dude. I love that dude. Um, but yeah, so <laughs> anything I see Spawn, I got to talk about it. It's fucking great. <laughs> so we'll see. Uh, we'll see if that turns out because big dick energy, you know. <laughs> Look, money's on the sidelines, pimp. <laughs> I love that dude. Uh, all right, so Microsoft's off. Uh, Mike, yeah, Microsoft's. Oh my god, why Xbox? Why can't I see that? I cannot. They're say a new word. company, They're, so yeah, it's, it's it's you know. It's, I know it's different. It's like who's heard of these guys? This small startup, Microsoft. <laughs> Microsoft's Xbox chief. There we go. Uh, Phil Spencer says the company's next-gen Xbox Series X console is still on schedule for later this year, but game production is a little more of an unknown. In an interview with CNBC, Spencer notes that there could be some impact, quote-unquote some impact, to Xbox Series X schedules and that, quote, the teams are doing a very good job with keeping our hardware on track and overall we're in line with where we thought we would be, end quote. Microsoft hasn't provided an exact release date for the Xbox Series X beyond holiday 2020, uh, providing 
you know, we haven't been cr- crushed by a meteor or something like that, or the fourth horseman of the apocalypse hasn't shown right. up by then. Because we're Lucifer's, expecting. <laughs> if I wake up in the morning and I'm having tea with Lucifer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, Jesus. We expect the fourth horseman to come around Q4. So right. we'll see what happens there. Several official Xbox sites list the launch date of Thanksgiving 2020 back in March, but Microsoft said it this is inaccurate and the company is still committed to launching in holiday 2020. If Microsoft was planning a launch of the Xbox Series as soon as November, the company's vague holiday 2020 schedule gives Microsoft some wiggle room either way. While the hardware is still on track, things are less clear but on the game front. Microsoft has only officially committed to launching Halo Infinite alongside the Xbox Series X, but even this title and other first-party games won't be exclusive to the new Xbox. I'd say the bigger unknown is probably game production, just being honest, says Spencer. Game production is a large-scale entertainment activity now, and you have hundreds of people coming together, building assets, and working through creative Now, Xbox game developers are mostly working from home, creating and sharing assets with uh, that are often gigabytes in size over U.S. home internet connections, an obvious challenge. On the game production side, we're learning every day, admits Spencer. I still feel good about it, but I I also need to make sure that the security and the safety of the teams is the most important thing and not unduly punish uh, or push when things just aren't ready. Um... I can. There's more to the story, but there's. It's really not much beyond right. it, beyond that. But um, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if games are are you know delayed. I mean, that's just the nature of the beast. Yeah, people aren't working. People, yeah, people. Honestly, I don't know how they're going to get the hardware out on time. If you, I, I recently, like I said at the beginning of the show, I bought a I bought a, a graphics card. If you look at the um, the PC component space, a lot of shit is sold out because yeah. China's not making it. Yeah. So, and I know they've recently, I'm hearing a lot of places in China have gotten back to work, you know, manufacturing and stuff, and that's great for them. Um, I'm not, it's an inconvenience for me. It's, it's <laughs> meals on their table for them. So let's, let's keep that in perspective, of course. But, um, I, it, there's going to be some catch up time, man. Yeah. Like, especially when you're making shit with computer chips on it, right. <laughs> it takes a minute, you know yeah. what I and mean? And it's not so, something you can do from home, you know, like. You know, right, it's work from home building graphics cards and shit. You know, <laughs> you got the um, kitchen table all set up with graphics components there. You, like, the your, make, your makeshift clean room, you know, <laughs> fucking kids running around and shit. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I don't know. I mean, maybe Microsoft has, maybe they somehow got ahead of it and said, uh, no, our factory is fucking clean enough that you can come to work. Right. And work this out. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I I doubt. I seriously doubt. I mean, I still have doubts about um, uh, Sony. Like, I yeah. I honestly would not be surprised if we hear. And it, it it's going to have to be one of those where they're gonna have when you know they're allowed to go back to work and they can go in and you know check out on on this shit and really give a hard point you know hardcore look and go like ugh yeah we're gonna have to push it to early twenty twenty one. I will not be surprised. I honestly think if they release in November, um, they will run out quickly and it won't they won't have new ones as soon as they usually do. Yeah. And you'll be like, fuck. I mean, they can't these we can't even get toilet paper made. Like <laughs> I had I had to get toilet paper today. We can't get hand sanitizer. I had to get toilet paper today. Okay, this is now the first time in this entire COVID thing where I'm running out of toilet paper. 
because I usually buy a huge amount of toilet paper because it's fucking I'm always going to need it. Right. You know, I could only find it. And this is a little now that I got mine, I'll tell everybody else where I found it um, <laughs> on Walmart.com. I ordered their brand of toilet paper and I was excited about it because I the only toilet paper I was ever finding which I would have bought anyway, but the only toilet paper I ever found like during this whole thing was like Cottonelle and Angel Soft, and I don't want to wipe my ass with a pillow. It's weird. <laughs> I use Scott because I'm a I'm not an animal, okay? <laughs> um, so I got the Walmart version of like the Scott stuff, but why is it so difficult to make toilet paper? I have no fucking clue. Like you know, you the one thing is the toilet paper industry is one of the few industries that never went overseas. Yeah. Over 90% of the toilet paper we have is made right here in the United States or Canada, yeah. which is basically United States. <laughs> so it's, it's interesting to me. Like yeah, at this like, point I, I go in and I, I see the every, at my local Walmart, every time I go, the fucking paper towel and toilet paper aisle is completely empty. And I kind of look at it and go, why yeah like what is happening no one's stocking up anymore yeah people are trying to people are trying to return shit and nope and they're saying nope (laughs) yeah good good i i fucking good i'm so happy for that and i've seen i've seen a couple news articles on that where people stocked up like crazy people and basically spit in everyone's else's face and now they're like oh wait i don't need this can i return it the store's like you can go fuck yourself for free (laughs) exactly like i saw this one video that broke my heart dude this woman was at Walmart, I think it was Walmart, and she couldn't buy diapers for her kid because people who are not working class like she is mm. came and bought them all yeah. for no fucking reason. Yeah. You know, and she was sitting there crying on camera and shit. And I'm like, this is fucking horrifying. And then you have people in the comments, just buy cloth diapers. <laughs> Why are you being so and I'm like, I mean, cloth diapers are an option, right, but, but I mean, this is America. We shouldn't run out of this silly shit. Yeah. Like people being dumb. Anyway, I'm going on a tangent. <laughs> but uh, yeah. But I, I still like. Yeah, you, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if they either decided to not to release until because we still have to wonder how shit's going to work out later this year. But people acting brand new, you know, if we have another another shutdown again, the, they that, extended here until the fifteenth. Oh yeah, well yeah, ours is till the fifteenth, but we haven't heard anything beyond that yet. My job extended us till June. Oh wow. Yeah, my 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 company, it's a new company I work for. They flat out said, Listen, if I we don't want to be the cause because I was I was watching um the CEO of the company, he does these like videos mm-hmm. where we all watch them. Like he's like it's kind of like a, like a TED talk. Like, like a Nintendo Direct. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like he's basically um, and he talks about the business and stuff. But he had this one where he's like, we don't want to be the cause of your family suffering from COVID. So we'll we'll extend it. It's fine. Our jobs can be done from home is what he said. There's literally no reason for us to rush you back into the office. And I was like, fuck, yeah, dude, because my former job, <laughs> Chase Bank, fucking say it now. Is already talking about trying to get people back into the office. Shit. And it's not even necessary. Yeah. You know, it's just like there's some people obviously have jobs that can't be done at home. I'm lucky in that respect. But it's it's um it's interesting. Like it's I've never been to my job. 
<laughs> I've been there once for the interview, and that's it. Yeah. My job is at home. Right. I'm, a, I'm like those ladies in the 90s that used to stuff envelopes and then mail them off <laughs> yeah. at work from home job. Um, anyway, I, got, I have two for we're going to leave the news um, on a high note. So I have a piece of news that is good news. I also have another surprise breaking news that is also great news. Um, they just Amazon just shipped my graphics card. Thank you. It's expensive in the mail. Oh, so I'm like, uh, <laughs> hope they didn't write fragile on it. Cause that, that gets the worst attention. You know, what's funny is I don't know if it's everywhere, but in Arizona, if Amazon is delivering it, it's perfectly fine. Yeah. It, it's, I saw this TikTok and I forgot to share it with you, but it said, um, it said Amazon. And then it has a dude, he fucking puts the three boxes down perfectly stacked. He grabs a broom and sweeps the fucking walk. <laughs> and then it said, um, UPS, and then he trips and drops the boxes and then goes, whatever. And then just slaps the door and walks away. <laughs> and then it says FedEx. And the, the dude who lives there opens the door out and looks out. And then you see boxes getting chucked at him. <laughs> and then it says USPS. And it said um, a week late. And then he starts walking away and goes, wrong house. <laughs> and I was like, this is the most accurate TikTok I've ever fucking seen in my life. I think it's because Amazon – because – the Amazon delivery dudes, they used to be shit, if yeah. everyone remembers when yeah, they first started doing it. But then Amazon has them now take pictures and all kinds of shit like that. And I think they get incentives because um, when they delivered my last package, the replacement computer case for my kid's computer, um, it told me on the Amazon app, like, rate your delivery. And I gave them a good thing. It was The box was sitting by my door and it was right. in perfect condition. And they, I think they get incentives, like, if they get stuff like that. So it's like, Amazon delivers shit correctly and yeah, I dig I remember, it. I remember like early on I would have shit missing. Like they would say they delivered. I'm like, where? Like I couldn't find it. And I, yeah. and I have a gate. Like, so it's like, you know, it's not like somebody walked in and like took it. It's just like, you the know. most disrespectful thing at Steve's house is if he gets a package from FedEx. These motherfuckers <laughs> chuck that shit over the gate. They don't even come to the door. Just fuck you, bitch. Like, holy shit. Well, we got, we got, um, uh, we ordered from Target. We ordered like bulk stuff of for the animals. So like, um, I was home when I saw the FedEx truck coming. So I go out there and like open the gate. So it's like you ain't gonna toss this shit, you know. <laughs> um, but uh, it was it's it's funny too because like now like with Amazon when they send me a package they're like uh you know left on property they took a picture it got text i mean it went through snapchat it got filters on it like i'm like what the <laughs> like i only need you know it's like, got okay. the little hearts and shit. <laughs> yeah but anytime i see that it's shipped by amazon i'm like okay then it's gonna get here right. and it's gonna get here in one fucking piece yeah. because i mean and, and i'm not flexing but this is a 500 hundred dollar graphics card Flex. so i'm i'm <laughs> nervous about it <laughs> But uh, I'm sure it will come fine just like every fucking other thing I order from Amazon. <laughs> I've, I've only had one issue and it was for something that was like $6. It was like a little tool that I had bought. Oh, right. And I was like, oh, and I went to their customer service thing. They just fucking refunded me the same day. Here you go, bro. Sorry. <laughs> I was like, oh, cool. All right. 
So maybe I'll just get this graphics card and then even if I have it, I'll go, hey, that shit didn't show up. Man, what's, what's good? <laughs> you have them no, like, just, actually, uh, actually, no, we have these uh, video image from like the surveillance satellite that right. showed that. <laughs> um, they show the thing your, I'm really they worried show about your is, happy ass picking it up, taking it inside. <laughs> <laughs> throwing up deuces at the fucking camera. <laughs> um, what I'm really worried about is the toilet paper I ordered from Walmart. I don't know who's delivering that. And I have a feeling it's going to jack it from me. <laughs> and I need to get that from the front immediately. <laughs> anyway, here's the real good news. This week, the NVIDIA, the graphics card people, um, NVIDIA chief scientist Bill Daly released an open source design for a low-cost, easy-to-assemble ventilator that he believes could be used to treat patients with COVID-19. Daly developed the ventilator in just a few weeks. He designed it around two readily available components, a proportional solenoid valve and a microcontroller. And he says it can be made for just a few hundred dollars. Um, Quote, our philosophy is to build the simplest possible ventilator that could be produced rapidly and inexpensively but yet meet the needs of treating patients with COVID-19, Daly said in a video. Um, Video link is definitely in the article, which is linked in our show notes, of course. Um, Explaining that the device is able to precisely meter the flow and pressure of the air being delivered. The ventilator can be assembled in just minutes, attached to a simple display and packed into a Pelican um, carrying case. Daly built the prototype using off-the-shelf components for about $400. Produced in quantity, um, it could cost less than $300. And using open-source 3D-printed parts, the price might drop below $100. He says, according to a NVIDIA blog post, traditional ventilators can cost more than $20,000, bro. That's what you want to sell the DeLorean for. for less than 100 that's what you wanted to sell that custom DeLorean for. But that's a custom DeLorean. That, I mean, check the drip. <laughs> you feel me? I mean, come on now. Um, the, ven- <laughs> the ventilator has been tested successfully on a lung simulator, and Daly is now in the process of applying for an emergency use authorization from the FDA. That's the same fast track. Uh, approval that NASA recently received for its ventilator design. If Daly's device is approved, the next step will be finding a way to manufacture it, which, um, as other companies have found, is a significant challenge. I hope that we do not get so many people sick that we run out of ventilators, Daly told NVIDIA. Um, But I want to make sure that if we do, something like this is ready. Several other companies have been looking for ways to develop new ventilators or extend the use of the current supply. We've seen potential designs from gaming PC maker Main Gear and Tesla. Um, Dyson was initially preparing to manufacture 15,000 ventilators, but it recently scrapped plans saying the devices are not required. Daly, also a professor at Stanford University, collaborated with university colleagues and former students. Another team from Stanford recently produced reusable face masks made with repurposed scuba gear and designed to help um, frontline workers um, during the pandemic. As this crisis continues, we will likely see more tech companies and universities stepping up to help in whatever ways they can. So this this fucking story just made me feel good. You know what I mean? Like it's it, the the dude works for NVIDIA. He works for a, an entertainment company, essentially. Yeah. And on his off time, <laughs> he built a device 
that you can make for under a hundred bucks that is twenty thousand elsewhere. That's fucking amazing to me. You like know, it's, it's it's I got you know I built a hundred dollar ventilator, but you know it's whatever. <laughs> right, like it's no big deal. Like this dude is the shit. Like I'm I'm fucking. It doesn't even look like much either. Yeah, I know. I saw that. It's just it looked like something. It looked like uh oh god, what was it the word I'm trying to look for? It it looked like just like a case that you would have for like a drill. Yeah, know, like a drill case. But what this shows me too is it's just yet another example of how our medical system in this country is fucking trash. Oh yeah. They overcharge for these devices because the insurance companies and shit are going to pay it. You don't twenty thousand dollars for a ventilator is fucking ridiculous. It's it's it regulates airflow. It's not mm-hmm. that complicated. Obviously, it needs to be top notch, you know, medical grade stuff like that. But if this cat's making it for fucking a hundred bucks, come on. Right. And I also feel like this country doesn't take advantage of fucking three D printing like it should. Well, three D printing saying- is like the shit. Like, can we can we start using that more often? Well, they're even say medical wise, you know, like especially with everything that's going on right now, we're not utilizing colleges, colleges and their science, their science departments and stuff like that. No, know? they're only talking to manufacturers who only know how to make what they already have. Right. We need new shit. Yeah. So we need to talk to people to come up with new shit, new right. ideas. So this shit, I don't know. This made me feel real good um, reading this article. I wanted to share that as the last one. You know, <laughs> little little good news Nvidia, <laughs> good guy Nvidia out here, um, doing what they can for humanity. Yeah, big pimping out there. I just bought a Nvidia card, by the way. <laughs> this article did not influence my choice, but I am happy with my choice. Thank you. Uh, Adam Wright, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for coming to my TED talk. <laughs> All right, so our one last thing tonight. An, a U.S. Army reservist and mother of two has had her life turned upside down by a conspiracy theorist who falsely claims she is the coronavirus patient zero. Chinese state-run media spread the conspiracy, leading to death threats again. Uh, Mashi Banasi, if I'm butchering the name, I'm sorry, and her home address being posted online. It was like waking up in it from a bad dream going into a nightmare day after day, she said. She and her husband are in are in the center of an elaborate story promoted by George Webb. He's a conspiracy theorist who has nearly 100,000 subscribers on YouTube. He falsely claims without any evidence, of course, because, you know, evidence always gets in the way of people. You need evidence today. <laughs> right. You just need passion. You know, facts just get in the way of the truth. That's right. Uh, <laughs> brought evidence that she brought the, the virus to China uh, – during a cycling competition, she completed she competed in the U.S. world in the military world games in Wuhan, China, in October. Six months later, comments under Webb's YouTube videos about her have become the stuff of nightmares. Execute them by firing squad. We need to kill these key people. These people will get a bullet in the skull. Read uh, read her husband from the comments. Webb has been featured in media controlled by the Chinese Communist Party, which has sought to deflect blame for the coronavirus. We've gone to law enforcement be, um, b- because they're not direct threats. There's not a there's not a lot they can actually do for folks like us. It's just too expensive to litigate something like this. 
We asked about specific evidence. Webb said he has, quote, a lot of circumstantial evidence, and then there's a source here that I cannot reveal. Well, I have someone saying that she works for works at the Fort Belvoir Community Hospital, and she tested positive for the coronavirus, Webb said. She denies the allegation that she has ever had the coronavirus. A spokesperson for YouTube said the company is committed to promoting accurate information about the coronavirus and taking down misinformation when it's flagged by users. YouTube took the, down some trending comments on Webb's videos after CNN asked about them. Uh, uh, Matt Benassi has said that um, he was diagnosed a couple of years ago with rare cancer. He said dealing with this has been easier than the situation with Webb's conspiracy theory. That's fucked up where your cancer is better yeah. than, than this. Um, it's getting out of hand and it needs to stop, Benassi said. In a in the early weeks of the coronavirus, conspiracy theorists began claiming without evidence that it was a U.S. biological weapon. Later, one member of the Chinese government publicly promoted the notion that the U.S. military brought the virus to China. The U.S. defense uh, Secretary Mark Esper said it was, quote, completely ridiculous and it's irresponsible, end quote, for someone to be speaking on behalf of the Chinese government to promote such a claim. Even if even if you did find patient zero, it's not really their fault. Yeah. I mean, it's like saying that they willingly in, in got the virus to take it over there. It's like, what the fuck for? Like, yeah, like, I don't like, why would you why would you do that? Some were, like, saying, some were saying – I've heard some conspiracy theories saying that, well, it was because Trump wanted a better bargaining position for the trade agreement. We had already got the trade agreement before the whole – you know, when the – you know, before the whole virus thing got out of control. So it's like, well, that was stupid. <laughs> yeah, you know? that's stupid. Yeah, it's like it's one of those things because, you know, it's the, it's the tit for tat because you have Trump blaming China because he doesn't want us – take any blame for how he fucked up handling the situation then you have you know so china's turning around and saying well you're trying to blame your fuck up on us but we have these things that you guys brought it over here it's like oh my god really this is where we this is this is two world powers that are going uh eh, you know i know what you said right. but what am i you know it's just like ugh. grow <sighs> the fuck up yeah seriously all right so we actually have a new little thing today called the mailbag which we'll do from time to time if we ever get any you know comments or emails or something like this and we got an email this week from jenny uh which surprised the fuck out of us so <laughs> <laughs> so the email reads hi not sure who will be reading who will read this but from what i've heard probably steven which is disrespectful which is truth which is true. disrespectful. I read it too when Steve forwarded it to me. Exactly. <laughs> but you know, this comes after the week of like, you know, I was going to have to put out a notice or somebody to take and co-host the yeah. show for me who can do everything. Cause I only show up on Sunday for the, for the show. Uh, LOL. Anyway, I'm fairly, I'm a fairly new listener and kind of had a freak out moment because I didn't see a new podcast in a couple of weeks, by the way, glad you're feeling better, Steven. And, and, didn't catch the Rona. Uh, I listen to you guys at night. <laughs> all right. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> I have to admit that um, 
that I'm not into techie stuff, but I really like how you guys just bounce off each other and don't sound scripted. I appreciate the realness and humor, capitalized and exclamation mark. Uh, you guys are hilarious. I had a freak out moment because I thought you guys weren't coming back. So I tried to listen to the away team, but not really for me. And to be honest, it's not. It's really it's a niche show. It's a total niche show. Yeah. And you got to really be in the weeds to get some of the you references. You got to really be obsessed with Star Trek. <laughs> to, get <what> we, to, <laughs> to laugh at the stuff that we laugh at. So I did, listen, I did, however, listen to the fine line. And that was pretty good. I dig it. Keep up the good work, guys. Looking forward to the next podcast. Jenny, FYI, I tried to send the email to the real Lazy Geeks, but it bounced back. Yeah, I've been having trouble with that email for, since I created it, so we're going to use our generic, our general email that we've been using uh, for most of the behind-the-scenes stuff. So we're just going to use that for now until we get the big plan that we want in the next couple, hopefully in the next month or so. All right, so uh, thanks, Jenny, for sending us that email. Yeah, that was thanks. cool. That was that was really cool. It's nice to know that it's not just us listening to it. Um, right. Because <laughs> we laugh. This cr- is the first thing I said. It's like, <laughs> nice to know people listen to the podcast. I mean, we crack ourselves up, so it's like, you know, it's always entertaining. Yeah. I'm hilarious. Like, I'm my number one fan. And I, I, I'm not... I'm not being bashful at all. It's fine. You know, humble brag. That's right. Humble. I'm, I'm going to humble brag here, but I'm fucking hilarious. Like, right. Like I'm a fucking gift. Okay. Oh, <laughs> I mean, not to, you know, not to flex, but you know, we've been called America's treasure. So yeah. hundred you percent. Know, you know. We said it, but we were called America's treasure. Right. So we said, we said it because it's damn true. That's yeah. Why. So my wife I don't even think my wife thinks I'm funny. You know, at this point. <laughs> at, this, you know, so. at this point, she's just like going, Oh, just watching him brush his teeth and go, What a fucking asshole. <laughs> it's it's hard being married to a Hispanic woman because for some reason they think it's not important to make it look like you like your husband. <laughs> Like, I know she loves me, but she doesn't want me to know it. Right. <laughs> and I why, don't get it. I don't get the end game here. Why would she give you that satisfaction? Right. <laughs> I don't understand the game we're playing. <laughs> Shit. Okay. So, thanks for checking us out, Jenny. Uh, <laughs> if you would like to help the show, please feel free to donate. You can donate through PayPal on our blog, the lazygeeks.home.blog. If you can't help us monetarily, which we get, <laughs> these are trying times. Shit. I can't help the show monetarily <laughs> half of the time. And I'm on it. <laughs> you can review the show, um, which is free and helps out. Um, raises our profile. It has people like Jenny find us. And <laughs> so we can bring joy to her life. Jenny's my main focus now. <laughs> right. <laughs> been, well, this episode. But, you know. Next week, um, you'll forget who she was. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck's Jenny now? <laughs> what, you, what you talking about? <laughs> yeah, so definitely um, do one of those two things and oh be, be God. a positive influence to the universe, okay? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And you can also follow us on social media, facebook.com slash lazygeeks, Twitter and Instagram, both under at the lazygeeks. And you can also use that to find us on Facebook too, at the lazygeeks. Uh, comments, suggestions, or questions, email us at the lazygeeksnetwork at gmail.com. 
So be sure to, and also be sure to check out our YouTube channel, all our plethora of past episodes. Um, I think it's up to, goes all the way back to like episode 196. I'm still, it's going to be a task if I want to upload all the other previous shows onto YouTube because that just takes time. Um, and those shoes, those shows aren't short either. So yeah, like some of our older shows are like two hours, two and a half hours yeah. long. It's just bullshitting. Um, if you can't click on any of the links available in the show notes, want more content or updates on our coming shows, definitely check out the blog at thelazygeeks.home.blog. All right. That is it for us this week. So until next time, I'm Stephen Vargas. I'm Adam Riley. And we are the Lazy Geeks. 